I'm Infant Massage Instructor Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged 4 weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage, so let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. When I teach parents how to massage their babies, I always urge them before massaging the little ones to be extremely cautious when it comes to their choice of massage oils. So I was very excited this week when I interviewed Ruth Casper, who is a qualified aromatherapist and reflexologist. I made the most of this opportunity and quizzed Ruth on topics including essential oils and when it is safe to use them. And I'm sure you'll find some great tips from our discussion. Hi Ruth, welcome to First Time Mums. It's great to have you here and I really enjoyed our initial chat when we were talking about essential oils and just oils in general, what they can do for mums, babies, household, etc, etc. And I just thought I'd start by getting you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and where you, where you about your aromatherapy, etc. Thanks, Helen. And thank you for inviting me. It it was a a lovely surprise and quite passionate about aromatherapy. So I'm a a natural therapist. I work in southern Tasmania um, at Kingston, which is close to Hobart. And I have diplomas in remedial massage and in reflexology and in clinical aromatherapy. So clients come for massage and or reflexology and I always incorporate aromatherapy with the treatments except on very rare occasions when the client doesn't want to use any essential oils it's that's pretty rare most people are really happy and enthusiastic about using essential oils which I dilute into cream or oil that I use on them and we we customise the blend or whatever we use each time the person comes in. So it suits uh, what they need on the day. And I have, it's, it's a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a disease, I think. <laughs> I have over 50 essential oils. What a disease, that's good. <laughs> well, I kind of have to rein myself in when I, when I order. It's time for me to order. I'm getting low on some of them. I... I kind of have to slap myself on the wrist and say, no new ones, Ruth, it's enough. <laughs> They're so nice. So I can understand why you do that. Yeah, it's, it's really beneficial for the client who can address their physical, emotional, spiritual needs, whatever they, they need on the day. and just adds a, an extra layer of complexity, I suppose, and uh, depth to the treatment and their experience. 
So you say you do massage as well, and I and I know from my own experience with essential oils, which I know nothing, I only know basically because I, I'm not an aromatherapist. I always like to put essential oils in things when I'm when I'm massaging or when I'm doing baby massage or whatever. But in fact, I'll take that phrase out because I wouldn't use essential oils for babies because I know they're too strong. But you said you dilute them. So how do you actually dilute essential oils? How do you use them for massage? Because I know you've got to be very careful. Mm. So what you say you dilute them. So what's the structure? I don't so, know. I say instruction to how to dilute them. So the general rule of thumb is if you're doing a body massage, um, I will dilute. It really shouldn't be more than about one and a half to two percent in the carrier oil. So that takes some experience. I I, I kind of use like a, a little round glass bowl and I I, I pump into into that the carrier oil and which, you know, is just the unscented massage oil. And then depending on what the we agree, the client and I agree on, I'll often just use one, but sometimes we'll, we'll make a blend of two, no more than three, and I'll, I'll balance them so that they, they work together well. And so I guess because I'm, I'm quite experienced now, I, I don't actually have to measure things out. So, yeah, a, a general rule of thumb is for adults to use no more than one and a half to two percent if you're just working on a small area of the body say for reflexology you can use a little bit a slightly high concentration maybe two and a half to three percent but you don't need to often less is more with aromatherapy you will reduce those concentrations a lot for example if the person is elderly or frail or ill or if I'm working with a, a teenager or someone who's, I guess, sub-adult. I would probably halve the concentration. Is there that. a reason? Is there a reason for why I I can understand with the elderly, but with teenager, mm. for instance, is there a reason for why you do that, or is it? Yeah, their their systems are more sensitive. You know, they're growing and um, their metabolism is pretty active. They've they've got hormones racing around, so it's just kind of to just be kind on their system. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is let's just kind of go down in ages. So down to babies because your your focus is on first time mums and, and babies. So yeah, yeah. as you mentioned correctly, essential oils are, are really concentrated substances. So in my opinion, they shouldn't be used on babies at all because yeah, baby, babies' and immunities and their systems are so sensitive. The the only I, I certainly wouldn't use them directly on their skin you know diluted or other uh, otherwise you should never use anything uh, any essential oils undiluted on skin uh, regardless of the age of the person but with babies I I wouldn't use them diluted just because they're so they're so sensitive yeah because I know you can buy I've actually done a bit of research on this because Mm -hmm. I also do baby massage and I know you've done a little bit of baby massage as well you can buy oils that the essential oils that are mixed in for colic you can buy them online i'm everybody sort of talks about buying them online and i know somebody in a, a massage mm. therapist in america who also does infant massage and she recommends them but i'm i'm so scared of recommending mm. that kind of thing to somebody to do it on a baby because as you say yeah. they're so strong would it be better maybe to put them in a an infuser or something or is that still too strong for babies i don't know i yeah, I think I think that's a lot safer. So 
If you want to have some aromatherapy for your baby, I would uh, recommend using a, a diffuser or vaporizer. So you can buy, buy them in the chemist, you know, a lot of places. They basically work with a, an ultrasonic system. So you, you put some water in, there's no heat involved, which is really good for the essential oils because those old-fashioned vaporizers where you kind of lit a candle underneath or electric ones, they, they create heat and they actually denature the essential oils. So you're not getting what you want. Um, and plus, you know, obviously with a flame, there's a, <laughs> there's a, a certain safety hazard. So yeah, with the ultrasonic... their baby, so if you're massaging them and having that next to them, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if it's on a table or something, they're not going to. But anyway, yeah, I see yeah. your point. Is, I mean, I is... would recommend just using um, an ultrasonic diffuser, you know, which you can uh, get in chemists. So they're often used for humidifying the air for asthmatics and things like that. So basically yeah. it's just a, a reservoir where you put some water in and you can add some essential oil and then you plug it in and it just has an ultrasonic vibration which basically mixes the water and uh, the essential oil and it, it creates a, a vapour and there's no heat involved. So that's probably the safest thing for your baby. And, again, I would, I would use very little um, because, again, you know, you can – you can still, obviously, it's getting into your baby system. They're breathing it in. So you still want to be really, really cautious. You know, I probably wouldn't use more than about one drop in per 100 mil okay. or even less. If you've got a bigger reservoir, you know, just just err on the side of caution. And, again, you know, there, there's certain essential oils that you, you wouldn't use on your baby or or even on adults, depending on what their, their health history is. But, but you're right, Helen, that... Aromatherapy is unregulated in Australia in the sense that anyone can stick up a, you know, a brass plate and say they're an aromatherapist, which is a pity. <laughs> so if you're going to get advice from an aromatherapist or aromatherapy advice, I would suggest that they actually have a government accredited qualification, either yeah, a cert yeah. or, or, a, or a diploma, even better. I wouldn't be convinced by someone who's trying to sell me a product because yeah, that's they, what I yeah they, they tend to be they're just marketing and they, they can be really passionate and genuine and, and authentic in their their passion but their information and the training that they've had is only from the company and it's really to sell stuff yes. so I'd be be pretty cautious about taking advice from people who say that they're trained but really they're just trying to sell stuff their, their training is pretty minimal really in my opinion no and I, I know also this is just something I've heard and this is why I'm asking you talking about an infuser because I've been I've been heard that fennel and peppermint and ginger are all good for things like colic and digestion and things like that and mm -hmm. lavender is good for sleep now if I was to sort of recommend I haven't to recommend to a first time mum to put those kind of things in an infuser whilst they're massaging their baby for the colic sequence or whatever would that be would that be all right to do or is there, are those particular oils good for colic that's just what I've been told I don't know whether that's true yeah look I think I think that would be fine as long as you just really you really use minimal amounts you know even with adults less is more and and look if it doesn't if the blend doesn't smell great <laughs> to the mum it's probably not going to smell great to the baby mm -hmm. So what yeah. sort of blend would you do if I was going to say, say to somebody, you know, if they're, for instance, if, if the baby's got colic and they're massaging and doing the colic sequence 
and they want to have an, a, a bit of an aromatherapy oil to sort of help them in an infuser, what what oils would you sort of recommend for that? Yeah, there's there's some nice things that are good for digestion. So ginger is nice, orange is nice as well. Mm-hmm. So let, let's get into perhaps recommending that people do some intelligent research <laughs> before they, yeah. they use yeah. So when we, we had a, a chat before, I mentioned three books. Yes, I, did. I yeah. Yeah. And maybe we can we can pop them on your website. Yes, that would be good. I'll get yeah, yeah that would be good. I'll get um, yeah, I'll get them from you. So I end. really yeah, I really think that people should be as informed as possible, you know, and, and because something is natural doesn't mean to say that it's benign. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yes, so I do. They, they obviously these things obviously are therapeutic but that also means that they they can be quite powerful and it also means that they can be good but also maybe not good in certain circumstances so I think people should really do their research to make sure that they they're informed about what what they're using on themselves or their and, and their family and failing actually being able to ask a qualified aromatherapist and so if people are really want to use aromatherapy on their on their cells and their, their family, and really the best thing is that they're well-informed and well-researched. You know, if you're going to dilute stuff out, you need some basic math skills, okay? So okay. if you're a bit shaky, if you're shaky on maths, get, get someone somebody to, help to help you. you. Yeah, Get someone yeah. to help you, you know. It's, it's not kind of bucket cooking, <laughs> you know. No. When we get ex- experienced with cooking, we can, we can kind of go oh, yeah till it looks right and whatever but really this is you know, especially with a baby and with an infant you you want to be really careful that you're yeah, yeah. Being, you're doing good stuff and not bad stuff yes of course and I'm just and the sort of oils that you can use on babies which I learned in baby matters I'll just check if there's any that I sort of missed out on is that they've got to be cold pressed and organic and almond oil is good but then of course I know you've got to concentrate on allergies for that one which and uh, what's the other one? Sesame oil, coconut mm. oil. They're all, they're all quite strong. Olive oil, I've been told, is, isn't very good because it makes your skin very, makes your baby's skin very slimy and it doesn't really nurture yeah. the skin. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I, my, my yeah. research. Look, all of the carrier oils, basically the molecules in the carrier oils are quite large and so they, they're not going to absorb through the dermis and into the bloodstream. Mm. So... It's kind of use use a, an oil. I think something that's cold pressed and and pure and organic is is great. But honestly, with baby massage, you don't. In my opinion, you don't even need to use an oil. You can massage a baby just with, yeah, cream. Yeah, and you know, and often mothers don't really like their baby to be really oily. <laughs> mm. So there are any particular creams in this in the respect of massage that you would recommend to mums. If it, if it um, oil. are there any creams that i know you can get them from the soup i mean you can get them from the pharmacy and everything but is there a particular brand that you as an aromatherapist and a masseur would recommend so with creams yeah i actually use a, a beautiful base cream which is uh, i get from my the same company that provides the essential oils that i use it's essential therapeutics and i'm not you know, you asked me the question, so I'm, I'm telling you, um, basically. It is a practitioner-only brand, okay. which means that only people with qualifications. I mean, obviously, their the base creams and stuff are, you know, that 
they would most likely sell them to anybody. But with their essential oils, they are really particular about that people know what they're doing. <laughs> I they, would, yes, essential would oils, and 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 I have I have a, a lot of faith that they use essential oils that are of the best quality. I'm not saying that other companies don't have good quality, but it's just that I know these guys do, and they have a good range. So. Yeah, look, the essential therapeutics base cream or base lotion are, are lovely. They don't use any petrochemicals or, you know, so in my opinion, sorbolene is the most revolting stuff. You know, it's got petrochemicals in it yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's yucky. That's just my opinion. So the base cream and the base lotion of essential therapeutics, they use things that are kind of nicer on our bodies. <laughs> no, when I did massage, I was always taught to use oils, but then some parents have said to me, can I use creams? And I say, I always say, yes, you can use, use the ones that you choose, but make sure, yeah. make sure it's, you know, soft and organic and it feels yeah. safe for you. So yeah, look, I think, you know, mums can use whatever they, again, do their research and use whatever they, they feel is good for their baby and what they enjoy putting on their baby and you know that feels nice for them and their baby I think mm -hmm. is, you know use their their instinct I think is okay they have questions so the three go-to books that I have for aromatherapy uh the complete guide to aromatherapy by Salvatore Battaglia he's actually he's in Australia so that book should be easy to get <laughs> at the moment the other one which is a great book is Essential Oils in Colour by Rosemary Caddy. That's a beauty. And mm -hmm. the other one, which is really very interesting, is Subtle Aromatherapy by Patricia Davis. Yeah, anyway, I really recommend those books. I, I kind of won't gabble on too much about it. <laughs> but is that the same? Is that, as I said, is that the same is it in an infuser? Is the same percentage in an infuser if you're putting it in, the, in an infuser for the room? Is that still the same percent? Yeah, so what I would do is if, if you're wanting to use aromatherapy in a more subtle way than you'll, so with babies, say we, we put one drop per 100 mil okay. or, or less, then you're kind of going to still dilute it even more. Okay, now I just wanted yeah. to check on that. So we, yeah. and that's. Yeah, and so just going back to essential oils, so there's a couple of things. For example, like mandarin is, you know, and citrus are really lovely to use with babies and, and young children. What you might find if you're using essential oils in, in your vaporizer or diffuser and you pop some mandarin in or, or citrus, what you'll find is that the aroma dissipates quite quickly compared to, say, something like lavender. If you put in lavender, it kind of lasts a bit longer. So that's all to do with the, the chemical makeup of these oils. Basically, really generally you're gonna have we, we talk about it's kind of like music <laughs> talk about top note middle note and bass note and that's really simplifying it because it, it can be a lot more complex just the nature of the the chemical so when we use citrus they, they're top notes so and they they're relatively simple and so they vaporize more easily is there any particular ailment ailment they help with or any particular reason you'd use those against other other oils i mean what do they sort of help with what oh well they, they it depends but say mandarin is really lovely with with babies and children and they it's kind of promotes 
a kind of a, a cheerfulness and a lightheartedness mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, a play, and a playfulness. So it's kind of a bit of a mood lifter and it's, it's just relaxing, so something like mandarin. If we're using something like lavender, lavender is more complex, probably generally class it as more like a, a mid-note. So if you're putting a bit of lavender in your diffuser, what you'll find is that it'll kind of linger for a bit longer. Like most diffusers will kind of go for about four hours or so. It just depends on your diffuser before they cut out when the water runs out. They usually have an automatic cutout when the water runs low. And you'll find that the lavender aroma will last longer. And it's because it's a more complex and, and heavier, in, speaking of molecular weight, it's a, it's a heavier molecule. So when you're talking about concentrations, it's kind of like if you're using something that's a that smells stronger and, and, and is a heavier essential oil, you probably use less mm-hmm. for, for a similar effect. So it's kind of, this is kind of when the experience comes in and the training yeah, is, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, is that all these things you need to, you kind of balance out. And, you know, there's some things that you, you smell and you, you just go, oh, no, that's just not for a baby. <laughs> You know, now, lavender is supposed to help with sleep. Is that correct? Is it supposed to be quite soothing for somebody to sleep? Is that is that correct? Yeah, look, it does. Yeah. Interesting thing about lavender is a small amount of lavender is relaxing, but if you use a lot of lavender, it's actually stimulating. Mm, yes. So less is not, more is not better kind of thing yeah. necessarily. Also, you need to take into consideration, most people like lavender, but if you just take into consideration what the mum likes and, and yeah, whoever else is sharing the space. No, I've because, just been told that that helps with baby sleep. Is lavender is very good for sleep. That's why I asked. Yes, yes, that's right. However, you know, you might come across a mum or someone else in the in the household that just has an aversion to the aroma of lavender. So obviously it's just like not going to work. Well, <laughs> Even if yes, your baby likes true. it, yeah, you're not gonna, true. you really need to use something that, that, that you like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, don't, yeah. don't, you, don't use something that you think you should use if it, if it smells awful to you on the day. Yep, fair enough. Yep, no, I, and I love the smell of ylang-ylang. That's my favourite. I don't know why yeah. I like it. I just love yeah. the smell of ylang-ylang. I don't know what it helps with, but that's my, my most favourite oil is ylang-ylang. I just yeah. love the smell. I can yeah. just sit and sniff it for ages. Yeah. It's just yeah. such a beautiful smell. Yeah, so ylang is a, um, it's a, a tropical, it's from the flower of a tropical plant and it's really very, uh, it's quite strong mm, and it's, it is. Um, it's very fragrant and some people just will not like it and other people can't get enough of it. <laughs> so it's obviously something that your body needs, you know. I love it, yeah. And, and again, ylang is, is one of those ones which is quite strong. So you would, if you're making it, if you're putting it in a vaporiser for yourself, Helen, you you wouldn't put in eight drops. You probably only need one or two because it's so strong. You you, mm. you get the effect of it because it's it's quite complex and it's very floral and quite heady actually, isn't it? Oh yeah, but it's so nice. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got it's I've just got, got, a, got that beautiful smell. It's just yeah, it just smells so. It's so it smells so so nice. I mean, I've got a couple of clients who are like you, and they just like yeah, they can't get enough of your lang. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so maybe, lovely one. It's the, the wish to be somewhere tropical. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why I like it. So, yeah. So we should talk about essential oil quality because oils ain't oils. 
about the quality. Yep. So what's sort of best quality for essential oils? Right. So without doing all the training, which obviously is not practical <laughs> for someone, but really you should be able to ask your supplier or the company that you're using. There, there's certain things that you should, they should be able to answer. The kind of three things that, that you want with your oils, you want them to be 100% pure, which basically means that the oil comes from a single species plant. So from one origin, one, one plant. You want them to be natural, 100% natural, which mm-hmm. in the producing of essential oils, you want what is produced. Usually most, most essential oils are produced by steam distillation, and I won't go into the technicality of it, but basically what happens is that you use particular parts of a plant depending what the oil is, and, and I guess very commonly it's the leaves. Sometimes it's the, the, the flower, but most, mostly it's, you know, the leaves or the, the green stems goes through a period of heat and pressure and then mm-hmm. the, the vapour comes up from that right. and then it gets yep. cools, cools down, which is why the essential oil molecules are limited in size. Okay, so the essential oils kind of end up together and they're still quite complex. That's how most of them are produced. Now, if essential oils are, have something added to them after that or something taken away, then they are not... natural okay you want to have that process not interfered with and does that have an effect on on the use of the oil if they're interfered with yeah you're not you're not getting the the full complexity of the essential oil mix of that particular plant so you want it to be 100% natural um, 100% pure uh, 100% complete and 100% natural meaning that nothing's added and taken away synthesized in a laboratory um all that kind of stuff so yeah, how does yeah. how does your average person get those know, know yeah. this stuff okay yeah. because if you go to a health food shop or someone else who's on some multi-level multi-level <laughs> selling marketing, plan trying to sell yeah you've got a marketing, sure getting... marketing plan yeah they're gonna tell you stuff which may or may not be accurate so really what you want to be able to do is ask the person or go to the company go to the company's website and if it's not on the website then actually send them a message and and ask them stuff like where is this oil from what plant species is it how is it produced what is the part of the plant that's used yes if they can't answer those questions well you don't buy from them because they don't know yeah then you've got to be suspicious so that sort of stuff can be freely available on a website, but sometimes because the, the company may not put it on the website because people don't tend to look for that sort of stuff. So if you can't find it, send them a message and say, look, I'm interested in your lavender product or your blah, 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 whatever oil you're interested in and say, can you please provide me with this information? Can you tell me what plant species it is? Where is it from? How is it produced? What part of the plant is used? Is it cultivated? Is it wild source? Is it organic? You know, just ask them all those kind of questions. And if they can't answer them, yeah, be suspicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be suspicious. If it's, if it's produced well, that stuff should be at their fingertips. They might even be able to send you like some chemical analyses, which, you know, unless you're a chemist, you're not going to be that interested in. But if they send you that, you might go, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. 
No, that's good to know because I guess there are a lot of people, as we've said, there are a lot of people out there that just, you know, I'm not going to say the word cowboy, so that sounds a bit nasty, but there are a lot of people out there that don't know what they're doing and they'll they'll try and sell you this stuff and say, oh, this is very good. And if you're going to put in an infuser for your baby or even in an infuser for yourself in the home, you've got to make sure yeah. that what is in that infuser is, is as natural as it can be. Yeah, it might, as well be, it might as well be a chemical. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You want to know that it's it's produced correctly. And, um, you know, again, if, if people get a bit bamboozled with this sort of stuff and, and they want a bit of guidance, say, feel free to contact me and I'm more than happy. Because I'm passionate about aromatherapy, you know, I really want to help people because I know it's something that a lot of people love and they want to use it, but they also want to, if they're smart, they want to use it safely. And it's not mm-hmm. that easy to know how to use it safely unless you do a qualification yourself or you've got a kind of tame aromatherapist around <laughs> and I'll just say I'm a tame aromatherapist I'll, I'll help people because <laughs> I'd rather if people are going to use essential oils I'd rather they use use it well and, and use it safely and mm-hmm, use it yeah you know for, for to benefit them and their their families you know rather than just kind of stabbing in the dark and doing things which may not be great I one one question that one mum always asked me, and I've asked myself too, is um, how do you know if an essential oil it goes, it goes rancid or not? You know, can you tell if it's how long? I mean, how long does it keep for? That's what I'm trying to say. And if it's rancid or if something's is infected okay. in some way, how can you? So that's another thing. All the essential oil bottles they should have a a use by date mm-hmm. on the bottle. So if there's no use by date or a batch number and and a batch number all that information on the bottle then again be suspicious about it so the bottle should be like a dark bottle so yeah, that blue or yeah yeah glass, it's glass, light. so they it? usually yeah like they're usually amber or, or blue or something like that mm-hmm. and it's what i call essential oil hygiene <laughs> mm-hmm. it's i kind of made up this term when i was teaching some workshops on aromatherapy and it's kind of you store your essential oils as something precious. So you, you're going to store them somewhere dark and cool so they, they don't get hot, they don't get light, excessive amounts of light onto them. When you take the, the, the stopper off, you know, you don't stick your fingers in, onto the dripper and you don't stick your finger inside the cap. You pop out whatever you need you put the the cap back on and then you put it away. So how do you know if it's gone rancid? Your schnoz should tell you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You should know. Look, and and if in doubt, don't use it. I mean, you'll you'll know when, when you first get it and you open it and it smells fabulous. It should, you don't take the, leave the cap off more than you need to. It should stay, it should stay well for a long time. And if the aroma's not what it should be then you, you just go right let's throw this one out and get a new one okay and uh, i guess it, i know when we first started talking you know, putting essential oils in the bath but you should mix them with a bit of milk i think that's what you said when we first initially had this chat and yeah. um, and to make sure you mix them properly but yeah. i guess is it safe say is it safe to put a bit of lavender a bit of, even or a bit of lemon and you know mandarin you know the citrus ones in the bath for or if you just a tiny bit, I'm not saying you pour the whole bottle in, just maybe one drop in a whole bath for a baby. Is that, not even a baby, yeah. but just a, a toddler, is that sort of safe to do? Or I think that's fine, but you do need to 
use something that's basically going to form an emulsion because oil and water don't mix. So even if you kind of swish it around a little bit in your baby bath, once that settles, you're going to have you have the you have the risk of an essential oil concentrated essential oil droplet coming in contact with your baby's skin. Now, yeah. uh, we talked before about that essential oil molecules are quite small. And we also talked before about how the, the carrier oil, the massage oil, which, you know, might be your almond oil or whatever you choose to use, the molecules are quite big, so they don't get absorbed into the dermis and into the bloodstream. However, the essential oils do because they're smaller. So mm. they will pass through the skin, through the dermis and into the bloodstream. So which is why it's really important that you don't just pop essential oil into the water and expect it's going to mix because it, it won't. Oil and water doesn't mix. Yeah, yeah. So what you need is some form of an emulsifier and really a, a nice simple one is, is milk. We know that there's oil and water in milk and that the way that it's homogenised milk is, is basically comes out as a liquid, you know, unless it's non-homogenised, you're not going to get a blob of fat or oil at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the watery bit separated. So if people wanted a really simple way to create an emulsion is to just get a, a tablespoon of, it's got to be full fat milk. Don't use your low fat milk. Or soy um, milk or almond milk, they work? Or does it have to be full look, fat? Look, I haven't tried. Yeah. I okay, tried. I'm just asking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't see why it wouldn't work if, it, if it's got a, a decent fat content of, you know, say, I think fat milk has got about 3.8 or 4%, something like that. So you get a tablespoon of, of your fat milk and you just put in a, a drop of your essential oil that'll mix in and then you put that into the bath okay. and you just do that fresh each time and I, and that's a, a, a much safer way to do it however as we did talk about before if people have if they're lactose intolerant or they've got allergies to milk or anything like that then you know you can try something like soy milk or almond milk and again you might want to be aware of soy allergies and nut allergies and things like that yeah of but course, yeah people should be able to find i don't see why it wouldn't work i haven't personally tried it <laughs> but you'll see you know you can just see if it works yeah no fair enough and also do a patch test i guess if you're doing a massage as well which i especially on babies but i don't know if you do that on adults but i always do it tell people to do it on patch tests for babies whichever oil you're using whether it's an almond oil sesame oil coconut yeah. oil to do a patch test first because yeah. i think that's you never great know idea. if they're allergic to it or not and if at least if it's a patch test you can see a little rash coming up and yeah. instead of putting it on the whole baby and then suddenly thinking oh my goodness they've got a rash what yes. is it yeah i've covered a lot of ground haven't yeah, we? yeah i think we have not that i can think of at the moment helen um yeah okay. no it's just been, thank you again for for asking me to to, to chat and gabble on about <laughs> aromatherapy no it's good because i think it's such a good topic and i think a lot of people it's important that they know how to do it properly That's so, right. and i think we've covered all that so no thank you ruth yeah thanks helen so my website is divine reflexology it's all one word dot com dot au divine d-i-v-i-n-e reflexology all one word .com.au and if people want to contact me through there that would be great I'm really happy to help them